It's life on life's terms. Here we are. Let's do it. The Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm Tom Robinson, and uh, we're back. Um, like I always say, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do uh, like them. We're fans of the 12 yes, steps. Yes, we are. Yes. And um, I'm Chris Mandeville. We're here at a New Way Recovery Center Echo. in Quincy, Mass., on oh, Quincy Ave., and our guest tonight is Dan. And Dan's going to share his experience with us and, you know, tell us what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. And all that. <laughs> all right. And that's it. I yeah, that's know. it. That's you. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Dan Foley, um, a recovering everything addict. Um, most recently was on heroin or fentanyl whatever they were selling me yeah right yeah Oof. um dangerous out there yeah, yeah yeah i thought i was buying heroin till i went to detox and there wasn't a drop of it in my system yeah and you wow another guest that we had on the show he uh he went to detox gave him a sample they were like you have nothing in your system he's like what are you talking about? Because they they weren't tested for fentanyl at the time. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. what are you talking about? I just shot up in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, because yeah. I'm sick. I like, and they they didn't know. You did know, they? Was, did they admit him? I don't remember. Uh yes, they did admit him. All right. Oh good. Yes, he did get to stay. Um. Yeah. It's have no idea what you're buying out there nowadays. No. No, you don't. Yeah. It's Ugly. Scary. Um. I work in the emergency rooms as a recovery coach and i see it all yeah. the time oh i thought i was sniffing a line of coke and they overdose on fentanyl so yep. and um, they're mixing it with other stuff does fentanyl does uh the narcan work on fentanyl or no yes oh it, it does. does all right it it oh, takes something it takes a lot more though oh yeah, really yes it can they i was talking earlier about this um to a couple of the people that are here and uh they're saying, oh, it's Narcan resistant, it's Narcan resistant. No, it just takes a lot more Narcan to bring someone out of it because it's so much stronger. Have you ever heard have you ever heard the the phrase if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Right? Yeah. I think there must be a lot of money in stuff that is broke if it's not broke and they fix it anyway. Because didn't we have painkillers before they invented fentanyl? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 But we need it. You know, uh, the next thing is always they got to find out the next thing. I see that in my my work yeah, all bigger, the time. Bigger, better, badder. Yeah, yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know, the next thing, the next. Get thing. one now. Everybody has one. It's non. It's non toxic, lightweight, and may kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Side effects include death. Yeah, yeah. loss of limbs. <laughs> you know Pain, what I mean? Misery, suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they still invent the new, the next thing. Like it's, it's like makes you scared of what they're gonna invent next you know yeah. what's the next thing they're gonna invent it's yep. gonna be a hundred times stronger than that you know Ugh. Oh, and then the cartels will figure out how the fuck to make that shit yep. exactly Ugh. bear aspirin introduced heroin to the market to get people off of morphine 
Oh, I re- I remember seeing bottles. Is that how it's a it went? it's they a brown it brown shelves. bottle. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, oh, oh. They, they used it for everything. It but was, when it was invented, it was it was back in the Civil War days, I believe. Yeah, it was like a um, like a snake oil type thing. It was it was they were giving it to, to relieve pain. But the problem with it is the line between death and and no pain is so thin. Yeah, that they yeah. don't they can't they can't control it enough. But they used to sell it in Sears catalog. Oh, yeah. It was an over-the-counter yeah. drug on the shelves before aspirin was. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, crazy. Boy. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, some crazy history out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you mentioned that you're a recovery coach, but what happened? Before that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I... St- Started out with marijuana as a child, you know, probably before the age of 10, and that progressed quickly to cocaine and alcohol um, in my preteens, teenage years. Yeah, like um, that 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can remember yeah, well. when New Jack City, the movie, came oh, yeah. out. We decided oh, yeah. we need to Pookie! learn. Pookie! Yeah. I just heard that song from Ice-T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we snuck Hustler. into the, Yeah. <laughs> New Jack Hustler, that's right. Uh, we snuck into the movie theaters to see that, and that's yeah. when we said, oh, beam me up, Scotty, you know? Oh, yeah. And we figured out how to cook it, and yep. we were off to the races with that. Wow. And, um, you know, growing up playing sports, ah, dirt bikes, car accidents, I had a number of surgeries, mm. and mm. that's where I found the opiates, was through prescription Oxycontin, and straight through my 20s into my 30s, into my late 30s, uh, vicious opiate addict. Um, now, was, what, did you have a prescription this entire time? Or? No, no. Um, in my early 20s, I had four knee surgeries, so I got introduced to Percocets through them. Um, then in my mid-20s, 20s, maybe late-ish 20s, I had spinal fusion surgery, so that's when they started prescribing me the OxyContin, but they prescribed oh, yeah. them for about six months, but I was taking them for a couple years yeah, till yeah. they got too expensive, <laughs> and yep. the dope was much cheaper, so... And, and that's a common story. Yeah, it's, yeah. like I say, basic economics. Like, why would right. I spend this much on this when I can spend this much and get this? And this is yeah. right here all the time. Yeah. These only come in once a month, and yep. it depends on this person's mood, how many they're going to get rid of. There's so yeah. many oh, factors. Yeah. And yep. then they did away with the crushable, the, oh, yeah. you know, you they couldn't put all the snort or shoot them anymore. Them. And, I yep. used to see... I used to ride my bike to Brockton. You know, this is at the age of whatever, t- t- 28, say, right? I'm riding my bike after work to Brockton because I got no license. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Long gone. And when I got to the, the Needle Park there, I'd be pissed. I'd be upset if I didn't score within 15 minutes of arriving. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how yeah. easy it was. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, where is everybody? It's like, yeah. Well, I guess it's only been 15 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's vicious out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm reminded of it all the time through my work and just you know. Being now, here does and, does does that help? You think? I do. It keeps it very fresh. It's yeah. right in my face constantly. What's out there waiting for me? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm a recovering everything addict, so it doesn't matter if I'm meeting with somebody who's in the throes of their alcohol addiction or yeah. their opiate addiction. Yep. It, it it's all the same to me. Um, mm. I know that 
I don't crave just one drink or just one line or one shot. It doesn't matter yeah. to me yeah, that yeah. there's never enough. Um, and to see it in my face every day when somebody's at possibly the lowest point of their life or yep. they're lucky to be alive if they overdosed, um, it, yeah, it keeps it really, really fresh and it keeps me really motivated in my recovery as well. Yep, yep. Um, mm. So... So now, did you grow up in the South Shore, or? I grew up in Attleboro. Okay. Down near the Rhode Island line. Yep. Um, and I've been with, living in West Roxbury for probably the last decade or so. Um, I found my way to the city through the local 103. I got okay. a job as an electrician, and it just made more sense to move up this way for work. Met my wife, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you're not doing that no more? No, no. They had these odd rules regarding uh, urinalysis. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and that did not work out well yeah, for me. I hear that. Yeah. Um, so I pissed that opportunity away, mm. literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it turns out it was for the better. I found something that I'm way more passionate about. So Right. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, That's I a good point. always worked in the trades. This is my yep. first forte out of the trades, and I don't mm-hmm. think i'll ever go back now it's actually enjoyable to work on someone's house or car and right help right. out a friend that's like yeah. me like when i was active i always worked in restaurants and kitchens and like i don't anyone that works in the restaurant industry they know you can get whatever you need there and you know the the drinks come back for free at the end of the night and um you know so it was kind of hard to to not do anything you know yeah or if you weren't feeling good, you knew you could get something. It's part um, of the culture. So, yeah. So yeah. I ended up, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going back. And it was always working weekends, always working nights. Yeah. You know, like no no life whatsoever. That's why I never did bartending. I went to bartending school. I was good at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I, I was like, you know what? All my friends are going to be out at night. And I'm going to be sleeping during the day and working at night. And I was like, yep. screw that. I ain't doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I mean. Probably for the best, I, but. I had painted along the along the way too because you know you can always find a job painting and I, I think we've talked about it before yeah. like <sighs> painting I I know very few sober painters yeah there's no there's no alcoholics painters are there no 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 way but but luckily. When I got sober, I got on a sober painting crew. Yeah, you blew mm, my mind yeah, when you told yeah. me that everybody was a thing. everybody was there. and you know with with you know employing people in recovery there was relapses with with people you know what i mean but yeah. you know for the most part poor george yeah yeah Ugh, yeah we lost we lost george then yeah. he was a he was a good dude he, he good was worker, a good worker dude but hard dude and uh, he worked for me actually doing carpentry for uh like eight nine months yeah and and like he used he, he used to smoke crack all the time and he ended up overdosing on heroin oh is that what happened yeah I yeah. thought as far it was as the I crack. as far as I as far as I know, as far this as is, I know, he ended up. Well, we always called switching. it our landing gear. Yeah, switching. Yeah. You needed it to come down yeah. and get some sleep or right. get to work yep. and not be geeked, you know. So right. it, it happens. It I mean, that's the thing, and that's why, like, I always stayed away from like the marijuana maintenance program, even though, you know, I think it's a really mild drug. Whatever. I don't want to be out of my mind. I don't want to be, yeah. you know not the person that i enjoy being you know what i mean if i get used to the person that's clouded then i'm gonna enjoy that clouded guy maybe yeah you know? and it's right. just not worth it you know what i mean yeah. some people can do it i don't know 
I'm not the me answer. personally, yeah. You know, but me personally, I'm all set. I'm, I'm I like who I am now, and that's that's. that's and I've that. seen people that have done it and have succeeded. Oh yeah, you know? I got a I got a good friend of mine that I got sober with, and uh, he's he's does the marijuana maintenance program. I'd like to get him on here, um, if you'd be willing to talk about it, because I'm sure he has strong feelings. Plus, he's a, he's a good dude. He's yeah, hilarious. I I have a friend as well <laughs> that got off all his prescription medication, and. You know he's right. He's so much his his personality and everything is so different now. Like yeah, because he he was always anxious and stressed and yeah. The now prescription not, meds can be brutal on you. Oh you yeah, know? and and it doesn't and it affects a lot more things in your life. You right. know, and, and and physically, you know, right. there's right. there's a lot of like we were joking about the side effects. No, that shit's you it's know for that real. shit's serious. You know, it's like all right, do I want to have this? mind that i cannot stop from going or do i want to take this pill and and have to deal with these side effects hmm. just so that i can feel somewhat normal right you know? and it's really easy to justify it when it's prescribed to you yeah you know yeah, yeah absolutely. i wasn't as bad as a lot of my friends were when i was taking my oxycontins mm -hmm. you know i wasn't taking them orally as prescribed yeah right but i'm not <laughs> as bad at yeah, my yeah right oh it's these. it's I call it attic math. If it's you know one every four hours, yeah. we take four every one hour. Right. Like we, yeah, we have to switch, switch them around. Yeah, yeah. we got to switch that around. Absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't doing much math. Yeah. <laughs> no. Always, always subtraction. Only, only, yeah. <laughs> the only math I was doing was how much money I got and how many I'm getting. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. How, you know how many I mean? How many dollars I'm going to short the guy? Yeah. <laughs> no. Straight money? Uh, no. Never. Nah. I was Don't notorious for going to the projects with a $5 bill wrapped around a wad of newspaper at like 2 in the morning. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Man, yeah, I couldn't you, tell you, you how big many trouble. beatings I caught because oh, I'm man. lucky to be alive pulling that at Chad Brown down in Providence and oh, D. Yeah. and Taunton. Oh, like, D. Wharton. Yeah. Dude, oh. I remember going to a guy um, and he met me in his car and he, he rolled down his window. I had change. <laughs> <laughs> he slapped it. my hand up in the air. It went everywhere. He's oh. like, you trying to get me pinched? Stomped on the gas. I was like, no. I'm going to count all this oh change. Oh, my God, you bastard. <laughs> After waiting for him, you know, from through two hours. Oh, yeah. I'll be there in five minutes. It's, it's, it's a good life, though. It's, it's fun. Yeah, there yeah, used I to be mean, a street in Brockton, um, Bartlett Street. You go down there, and there'd be dudes just coming out of everywhere. Yeah. And, Whoever was the guy who stuck his hand in the window, boom! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let me let me see. I gotta see it before I open his hand. Someone hit the hand, hit the gas. <laughs> we'll find it down the street. <laughs> uh, didn't do that too much though. You know, they ended up remembering you. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so how did uh, how'd you end up getting into recovery? What happened? I was very opposed to recovery for the vast majority of my life. It looked really boring. The state of Massachusetts decided that it was in my best interests throughout my teen years and 20s. Um, so they tried to force uh, yeah. me into it. And I learned a lot about how to pass urine tests for my probation officer and whatnot. Yeah. And that was about oh, yeah. it. Um, to me... Sobriety was like taking all my freedom away, taking away right. all the things I love to yeah. do, you yeah. know. And uh, 
yeah, it's not until I had a clear mind I realized I was the one keeping me locked up. You know, now I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, and like we don't realize great. that the prison we're in is self-created. Created. Yeah. His, his. Yeah. That's that's an interesting question that I play with in my mind sometimes. Is like, say, you know, some people say make all the drugs legal. You know what I mean? And then and then, uh, you know, then people can decide for themselves this and that. But at the same time, okay. So you wouldn't be supplying the cartels with money because you'd be able to buy them legally. But when I got sober, a lot of it had to do with getting pinched, being in jail, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And so it brought me down to zero, and and I could really look at myself and say, look, I'm fucking in trouble here, and it's bad. And you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I stopped getting pinched. When I got into the opiates, when I was oh. drinking and doing cocaine and crack, all bets were off. You That's know? a much different it was experience. Yeah. More instant, you know, kick in the window and go. Yeah. Whereas with the opiates, I kicked once in lockup and didn't want to go through that again. So I got a little smarter about my hustles oh, and my decision making. Oh, yeah. So I went a good decade without getting locked up for anything more than like driving on a suspended license a couple hours in a holding cell and see ya. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't know exactly what happened. Um, I'll never forget it. It was the first time in my life that I think I really got honest. Yeah. Um, Mm. I had lifted some money out of my now wife, my girlfriend at the time's wallet, um, and she had apparently noticed money going missing. Yeah. So before she left for work, she was in the shower when I did it. We were both working. I was a marine technician. She's a receptionist. Um, she's getting ready for work. I go in a little later than her. I have the opportunity. I snagged, I think, 100 bucks. And she counted the money before she went to work, which, what does that say about how big of a scumbag I was at the time? But, Mm. of course, I deny it. I'm helping her look for it. Yeah. Good good addict. Oh, yeah. Steal the wallet and help look for it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I just needed to get off of E so I could go to work and make money so I could get high. Um, And I was using the bathroom, and she's like, you know, still yelling, you sure you don't know, you sure you don't know. And she had found the money stashed in the fifth pocket of my work jeans. Yep. Um, and so I just said it, like, I'm a heroin addict. I have a very, very bad heroin problem. And she looked at me and said, well, then we need to get you some help. And I, So did she, she was wow. had no idea? She Once I told her, she wasn't surprised, but she yeah. didn't know. Because I worked every day, I wasn't as bad as. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. was a Keep very that. highly functioning addict in a lot of ways, but it was no. None of my family was surprised. Yeah. In yeah. fact, they were relieved because a lot of them thought I was suffering from undiagnosed cancer because I was so sickly. Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh really? But I was so active and social, and you know, I they thought I was doing really good because it was obvious at a young age I had a bad drinking problem, mm, and I had yeah. gotten that under control by only drinking at family functions. I would only drink four or five times a year. So I would only black out and 
yeah. cause havoc binge, in my life. Binge. Wow, yeah. that is binge drinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, save the blackout for your family function. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, was, that was nice of you. That it was became good. like a novelty for the family, though. There's plenty of people in my life that don't know me as a yeah. drinker. Oh, there goes Dan again. So a good decade. Like, <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Get your phones out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it makes them all feel great oh, about the way man. they drink. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so... They were proud of me for that. You know, I'd stopped getting arrested. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I had that in the closet. And so I, it was so relieving to tell my wife that. And then I spent, I don't know, the next few hours trying to find a detox. I had never done anything yeah. like that. That was never like a thing for me going to treatment. It's not, it's not easy. It was so discouraging, man, to finally come to the conclusion, like, I need to make a change. The first time I was ever truly honest with my wife, and I, the answer is no, 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 for hours and hours. And finally, Phoenix, I was yeah. here in Quincy, called yeah. me back and said, we can take you. And It's I, so crazy because, like, when I first got sober, even when, when you got sober, there was a lot more facilities than there is now. There yeah, was, I I think like anytime I tried, I'd make like two or three calls, and I'd oh, have. Oh, really? But I remember when I was in Turnabout, I think, um, Deval Patrick made a bunch of cuts. Oh, and I closed, remember that. Yeah, closed. So yeah. there was there was some good things that that came out of that, and some bad things that came out of that. You know. Mm. Um, there well, was, Long Island being closed—that's a big uh, thing, right there. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can't talk about that. Um, there's some stuff about what's going on with that that bothers me. It really does. Um, yeah, I agree. I you know, know what you're talking about, yeah. but we don't want to talk about yeah, that. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need some a job. <laughs> you know? um, but, like, you know, he, he made a lot of cuts when it came to treatment, but also he did a lot of stuff with people with a quarry. Mm. Like, someone can run my name now and nothing comes up. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like, I, I was working for, for I mean, Mass Highway. The, the I was best way. working for Mass <laughs> Highway, a Mass DOT, and, and the guy I was working for said, hey, I just want to let you know I ran your name and absolutely nothing came back. I'm like, awesome. Like, that's that's when it comes to a quarry. That's amazing. Like, yeah. the police can see everything. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, okay. You know, because it's, it's, it's definitely limited. Different, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, the, so like, a, a work quarry only goes yes. back so far, probably. Yeah, I think it was, like, seven years. But a they were the cop wants look, to know yeah. when, you, when he's pulling it, you it, over. But work, it all depends on what's on yeah, the Yeah, the work well. quarry looks at um, the last seven years of convicted felonies, whereas when oh, a cop okay. runs your name, they see every arrest. Oh, yeah, yeah from yeah. 18. They're not seeing convictions. So right. I have cops that bring up a seven. When I was 17 years old, I was charged with carjacking. So they consider me to be violent because yeah. of the charge. Granted, I it mm, circumstantial yeah. at best. <laughs> The case, I yeah. took it to the hoop and won. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So, it, how badly did I really carjack? If yeah, a right. jury of my peers found me innocent, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. But um, that's still on there. Exactly. And, right. and they're not, they they're not looking. They don't see that I was found not guilty. Right. They they're not looking that at that. Charged. Even if they can see it, they're not looking at that. Right. You know? Right. Like, I was sober for a few years. I pulled up in front of a coffee shop in a, in a uh, fire lane, and a, a cop went by and, like, waved at me. So, I was like, hey. And uh, went in, got my coffee, came out, and he pulls up. He's like, I told you to move. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I I thought you were 
I thought just I waving. was that awesome. I was like, you know, this this particular spot, people do it all the time. It was over in Braintree at the uh, where the Marshalls. There used to be a coffee break in there, right in the corner. Like, definitely yeah. a fire truck could get through if it had to. Mm. Justifying my actions, like it's good addict. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he looked dead in my eye and said, "I ran your name. Why should I give you a fucking break?" Wow. Why should I give you a break? And this had it had been a long time since anything had happened. Yeah, you know. But sometimes they just don't care. You know, because right. it was. I mean, you look at my record at police chase, police chase, police chase, police chase. Right. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's insane. It's yeah. like 33 adult arraignments, but the charges on each one of those, you know, that was that was me. The lights went on, the foot went down. Wham! And why? Because I didn't want to be dope sick. Yeah. That's, right. that's why I would run. Right. You know, I can totally That's why I would that. run. And, and I mean, it would be a stolen car as well, but, right. <laughs> but I just didn't want to be sick, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's... That's where all my charges and all. I, I mean, I don't. I was a addict, heroin addict for a long time. I don't have any drug charges on my record. You know, really? Yeah, one hypo charge years ago when they were illegal. Yeah, right. You know? It's yeah. The only drug charges I have on my record are possession of class D marijuana. Yeah. No class. I don't even. I don't think I had that. I got arrested for possession of marijuana the day after they decriminalized it in Massachusetts, and they still charged me. Imagine that. Uh, Yeah, my hometown, though. You know. Yeah. I reap what I sow down there. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) We'll just date that yesterday. Yeah, and I laughed like, (laughs) "This is only going to be a fifty dollar fine." Yeah. No, it was like. And I think it was town by town, anyways, right? They could. I'm not even sure. It was a while ago. And yep. I was just happy they didn't find the dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I got some yeah, weed. Here's the yeah, weed. Yeah. Here's the weed. Sacrificial <laughs> yeah. I'll give up that weed. Look how honest I am. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything yeah. in the car? Yeah, here you go. Yep. You go. <laughs> so, oh, so, yeah, I went to the Phoenix house. Yep. And I was expecting what you see in the movies. Is that know? medical medical detox there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was picturing like a program, you mm. know, like sit around 28 days of treatment. Yeah, yeah. I had to fight with my insurance company to cover a week um, of medical detox and mm. learned quickly that's what detox is. You now, sit were around. you still in 103 at this time? No, no, okay. no. 103, I pissed that opportunity away like a decade ago. Yeah, okay. Um, this was only two years ago. All right. When I was at the Phoenix house. Um and yeah, I learned quickly. You sit around, you sweat, you go through the most miserable experience that an adult yep. can go through with a group of adults going through the most miserable experience. Yeah, and you experience. try and get some sleep, and that train goes by. Yeah, I was on the street side, oh, okay. so it wasn't that bad, yeah. but with oh, my yeah. roommate snoring, it didn't matter, yeah. you know? Mm. Um, I went in there. I was two days dope sick. I was trying to self kick, you know, yeah. which I tried a million times to no avail, but why not keep trying, yeah. I guess? Expect different results. Yep. When my wife caught me stealing the money, I'd said, F it, I know I can get high, and took the money, blah, blah, blah. So when I went into the Phoenix house, I was a hurt unit. It was obvious to my roommates. I mean, they offered me a line of Suboxone. As soon as I walked in, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm here to get right. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, I ended up fighting with my insurance company. They covered me for a total of 14 days to cure 30 years of drug addiction. Um, So in my mind, I was good. I wasn't physically addicted anymore. So... I went home um, after 13 days. I didn't even do the 14 days because yeah. yeah. I was good, mm. and I 
justified it by saying, oh, I'm taking a bed from somebody who really needs it because I don't need it anymore. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I was kind of surprised when I was high before I got home. Like, I don't even know how it all really happened and played out. Really? But I got on the train and... Next thing you know, I was sniffing dope because wow, fresh out. Yeah, and it was yeah, I've you know, been there. So I've been there too. I've been there. Six hours. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not the only six one. hours. Yeah, after doing thirty days in Bridgewater, right. six hours. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. six hours. And then it's like, how? Right. You know, but I, I mean, yeah, but I didn't get caught. My wife didn't catch me, mm. so. A few days later, I go back to work, you know, and I'm a marine technician. I'm making good money working on multi-million dollar yachts, mm. and I got paid in cash. And so, Oof. yeah, great Not scenario. No, yeah, so that's I can see you, like, functioning. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. if you're getting paid in cash, was it cash every day? Um, if or I when needed you did the it job? to be, yeah. um, if not, it was at the end of the week. But if I said my boss was in Florida, I ran the business up here. Hey, yo, I need a few bucks. Uh, you know, I had his ATM card. So. Yeah, but like, what? What is functioning? You know what I mean? Right, right. I, I, I remember was justifiable. I guess functioning yeah, right. is a horrible word. I was, it is. I was making pretty good money. I mean, probably. You know, this is. I would get all the money. I wouldn't be paying any taxes out of it. Self-employed. I was making about fifteen hundred bucks a week. Living in a room in somebody's house, I was paying a hundred bucks a week for, and uh, I was, um, I know, I'd get paid. I'd be like, go to the dope guy. Here's the five hundred I owe you. Yeah, yeah. give me yeah. another, you know, and and it'd be gone. It'd be gone. I'd be living on like ramen soups. Yeah, and borrowing you know, money for coffee on Monday morning. I yeah. used to spend. I'd try to block everybody out and be alone in that room when I was down there, and I would be read. I would read books. Um, you know, who I read? I read uh, um, the Vampire Chronicles, <laughs> and it was funny because like the vampires, like if they don't get any blood, they get all sick and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking myself yeah. like that, but I had to read. I had to read it like with one eye shut because I could. I couldn't see when I was all. Reading the line yeah. over yeah. and over. Yeah, but yeah. If, I, if I shut one eye, I could read it. Ugh. And, like, how many of those hours? I don't remember. It's just, like, gone, like, gone, like you know. Mm. And I think about it this way, too. When I, The whole time I was using it, it's like 10 years of shooting dope, and the whole time passed like that. It was oh, like, yeah. All of a sudden, I went from early 20s to now I'm in, like, early 30s, and I'm like, whoa, where'd that time go? Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Just chasing. It's just a, such a waste and such an awful thing, you know. It's, yep. it's, but it'll, it's an experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, like I had to go through what I had to go through to get where I got. Yeah, you know? no, yeah. And to be who you are now. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I don't regret my decisions. I can't, you know. Right. My past doesn't define me. It actually refined me to make me who I am. I wouldn't be the yeah. man that's sitting here that's if I didn't right. make all these horrific decisions right. through all right. my life. Yeah, but it, now, I mean. If you didn't learn from what you did. Right. Now I can look back and learn from it. At Mm -hmm. the time, I might not have learned the lessons I needed. Hindsight's beautiful. Hell yeah. So you must have hit even a worse bottom. Well, uh, a few days later, um, coming home from work, I had grabbed a quarter finger, which 
Ugh. I figured it could last me like a week with the tolerance I had now. And I, I, I sniffed the tiniest line um, as I was, like, pulling up to my house thinking this will get me through dinner. You know, my wife won't know. It won't be that messed up and stash the rest in the center console. And next thing I know, my wife's, like, trying to shake me alive out of my truck. She had oh, been calling. Because my truck, me being a marine technician working on multi-million dollar yachts, needed a $5 exhaust gasket on my F-1500, uh, my Chevy 1500. So it sounded like a stock car pulling up. So she knew I was home. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a good but thing. I never, seriously, I never made it upstairs. She was calling me, texting me. I was out. Yeah, like, what are you doing down there? Yeah. God, um, so scary, so, isn't it? Yeah, she found me pretty much dead in my truck, but she was done. She was, get out, you know, and she actually oh, called my you mother. You really can't to, blame her, right? Not at all. I mean, how how I, horrifying would that be, someone you love? Yeah. Within right? two weeks, you find out they're a heroin addict. And so she was naive to addiction. Yep. She thought when I said I was good that I was. She's the most honest person you'll ever meet. So she took mm. me for my word, which I think I might have too in my own head. I was lying to myself. Oh obviously. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but what I, I it's didn't. The only way to do her. it. I didn't fight it. Um, but I was in no condition to do anything either. I was a wreck. Um. She called my mother and said, come get your son. Get him the fuck out of so here. So did she need to call an ambulance or anything? No. Or you did, you did I, come out of it? I was conscious, mm. but barely able to walk and yeah. um, very resistant to any type of ambulance police interaction. So uh, my mother came to pick me up, and I thought I was going to like crash at her house in Attleboro and going to work the next day. Yeah. Um, because that would be the logical yeah. thing that any caring mother or wife would do. Um, <laughs> so my mother drove me to Sturdy Memorial Hospital in Attleboro, um, and as we were pulling up, I was, no, we're not doing this. Um, yeah. Apparently, I don't know how she did it. With me sitting next to her, she had managed to call the police on the ride there to try to section me. Um, nice. And so yeah, I get Because you were still high as a draft yeah. ball. So probably, I, I, it, probably wasn't, it probably wasn't hard. She just looked oh, over oh, and you were oh, like this. Exactly. She kept out. I, I was fighting with her the whole ride. I'm not nodding off, Ma. My cigarette's still there. I'm just sleepy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a long day of work. You couldn't even imagine. Those meds oh, yeah. from detox, this just yeah. still in my system. Oh. All the bullshit that we come up with. Oh, so, yeah, we, we got nosed in at the the um, ambulance bay at Sturdy Memorial, and the cops were right there. And so I got out of the car, and I said, I don't know what's going on. She's just being dramatic. Um, oh, yeah. And I said, I, I did a dramatic. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. they were saying that she said I was suicidal. And I said, I'm not suicidal. I sniffed a little line of dope. And so the cop, who I happen to know from my childhood and yeah. whatnot, um, says, Dan, you just admitted to me you did heroin. So why don't you just come in? We'll get a set of vitals, make sure you're okay. Me being really high, I said, that sounds like a logic. I should trust you and believe yeah. you. So I went in and, yeah, then the treatment I received at that hospital was take off all your clothes, put on this paper Johnny, put oh, on yeah. this handcuff. And Suicide watch. Oh, yeah. 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 The pee in this cup. Um, they couldn't section 35 me because they didn't test for fentanyl. My urine oh, okay. came back clean, so yeah. they... Managed wow. to section they section 12 you. Yeah. <laughs> What's section 12? Oh, the suicide thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to harm yourself or others. Uh, uh, I wonder if that's that's just a Massachusetts, right? That, the, it's a, uh, 
it's a mental health. Yeah. Thing. But it, but I mean the the sections like section thirty five. That's Massachusetts um, law, right? It's probably yeah, different. They, they called have different in, things in, in Florida. It's called stuff. the Marchman Act, oh, okay. uh, something like that. Yeah. Like, so every state the, probably yeah, has. They it. have their own. Yeah. It, their own things. And right, they should. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I help will me. Say, yeah. Going to the Westwood Lodge, and it wasn't a dual diagnosis. It was strictly mm. psychiatric. Um, yeah, I've, I've done commitments there. Oh yeah. really? Strictly psychiatric. Yeah, they they had already closed the DDU there, so I was strictly psychiatric. The staff told me this is not the place for you, yeah. but there's a minimum three day hold, and this all happened on Friday, so the weekend yep. doesn't count for that. So oh yeah, wow. so minimum five days for Dan. Yeah. Um, Has your life become unmanageable yet? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But Do you think you're powerless? You know, at first I'm calling my mother like, "What? The, this is like one flew over the cuckoo's nest." Trying to guilt her into. Uh, I don't know fighting it but what it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to yeah. me and it mm. happened in the shower looking down at my shower shoes and dude you're in shower your, shoes are a big those. part of my story <laughs> like, dude you're in your yeah. late 30s you're in a locked facility again like clearly your way isn't working maybe right. it's time to try something try something new that's you right you can't yeah. do it on your own you crack the door to that little bit of uh willingness yeah, yeah. and, and uh, I, i'm that's not the gonna, first step yeah. man I was very opposed to like AA or NA because of the bad taste that was left in my mouth by getting slip signed for so many years, going when I didn't oh, want yeah. any yeah. of that. Yeah, you were sentenced. Yeah. Right. Um, and luckily for me, by chance, another patient at the Westwood Lodge, um, I was bitching about 12 steps or whatever, probably crying about the higher power and how I don't understand yeah, it, whatever, yep. my excuses. And, right. Um, he said, well, why don't you just go to smart recovery meetings then? What the hell is that? And he introduced me to it. And I said, ah, that sounds like something that might help me. And when I got out, I checked it out. And it, it was. It was a perfect match for me. Oh, um, yeah? Well, so what's that all about? Um, it's The name of it is really bad, to say the least, because... To me, it's like off-putting, like, ooh, smart recovery. Yeah, yeah. But it's oh, an act. Yeah. They love acronyms, self-management and recovery training. And they kind of emphasize the power of choice, but at the same time, they don't go against anything in the 12 steps. Um, but it just, it's based on the latest science and um, research in the addictions field. Um, Which there's, there's been a lot of lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, like seeing seeing how the brain reacts to to different things and and like f how synapses fire and you yeah know, it's the hmm. neuroplasticity yeah. and the neurobiology of I addiction try and, is try fascinating. And, I try and watch stuff when I see it pop up on Facebook or whatever. <sighs> You know, just just to learn more. You know, to understand yeah. what I have more. You know, right. I mean, it's not going to change what I do, but right. the more information I have. The more yeah. I'm going to know why I feel a certain way at some point, you know, right. or or right. how long it's going to take me to get to this point, you know, like yeah, it's and and some of the stuff that they're coming out with. To I, I watched a video not too long ago where they think they may have a vaccine for opiate addiction. Oh, huh, why don't we stop what we're doing right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. Yeah, and, and it's kind of it, it was it That'd was be weird. Great, though. It was weird. It it's it was 
developed in some research where they were working with HIV and opiate addiction. Oh Maybe. yeah, I saw that. Here's the thing: they have they have a vaccine for overeating. It's called uh, stapling your stomach. You know what the people do? Oh, they yeah. sit there and eat and eat and eat until, until they, they stretch bust it out. That staple yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of like inside a, job. What, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. So what they well what they yeah. are. <laughs> What it is basically is like a lifetime Vivitrol, right? You know, yeah. So which which, if you have Vivitrol and you keep shooting opiates, you can die. You won't feel high, but your body will your pass respiratory away. Respiratory system, yeah. Your your, your body shuts wow. down. Yeah. yeah. So that's dangerous. You know, it's a f. Yeah, because you <laughs> never. Not only do yeah. you never get to feel high, you die. Right, right. Just like I can't well, get high. Vivitrol does curb the cravings listen, and sort of for, for someone coming out of treatment, someone awesome. coming out of jail. Fuck yeah, get that Hell shot, yeah, dude. Right. So you'll have at least a month. You'll have at least twenty eight days to here. do something. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah, no, where I agree. even if you even if you do fuck up and and use, you're not going to you're not going to die. Afterwards. You're not going to die right off right away. Yeah, because you know people that have been in jail for 10, 15, 20 years, one shot, five one years. Pill. Yeah. yeah. You know? If they can, if they can uh, mix that somehow with the like um, something that would make it so that it wouldn't overdose you, it couldn't overdose you. Mm. I mean, that would be the thing. Well, I mean, it takes it takes a lot. Like if you're on the Vivitrol, it takes a lot to do that. Yeah. But if you, you know, because some, I want to feel high. I'm just going to keep doing it. Keep doing right. it. You know, like, like you do when they drink on yeah. it. You drink two cases of beer and you finally feel drunk. Yeah. You break the, through it. The will, the will is so powerful. You can do what you want if you want it bad enough, right? And uh, and uh, that's what that's why. Like I used to know a guy who um, was on methadone, and he'd try to break through the methadone because you can't get high on the methadone. So he'd do like ten bags at once, yeah. yeah. And he'd count down. He'd be like three, two, one. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's like so dangerous. Oh yeah. And especially now, you know, with the with the. Uh, Fentanyl and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, it is for for short term. I think, to, like you say, getting out of jail, or if you just need a little breather, yeah, to try yeah. to get it. You know, okay, you know, absolutely. But, yeah. You know, so you knows? you attend Smart Recovery. Yeah. Or you were introduced to it. I was introduced to it, and then when I got out of the Westwood Lodge, I jumped into it wholeheartedly. Um, at my first SMART meeting over at the Faulkner Hospital, the facilitator, Kevin and Matt, um, they explained the 90 and 90 in AA, which I obviously heard about and thought that it made no sense whatsoever. And seemed 90 meetings boring. in 90 days. Yeah, 90 meetings Because 90 they days. say that. It takes like 90 days to form a habit. Right. And when I learned the psychology behind it, yeah. if you go to 90 meetings in 90 days, you just rewired your brain. And at the end of 90 days, your brain's just like, shit, I guess I go to meetings yeah. now. That, and I've right. met so many people right. and they're like, what the fuck's this 90 and 90? Right. You but know? someone like me, you explain the science behind it. Right. Now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I tried to do something similar. I wouldn't leave my house unless I was doing something recovery-based. Yep. Going to my IOP, going to a meeting, and you're not going to find 90 smart meetings. Right. Period. And, and <laughs> like the, the oh, yeah. 12-step programs have no monopoly on recovery. Right. You, you no, know, absolutely not. Not at all. Unfortunately, right. there's, they, a, there's lots of ways. Yeah. 
It but just happens to be a really good way. A yes, really, really does. good way. I can't <laughs> stress that enough. I, yeah. the AA and NA, they all save so many lives. Yep. That, yeah. You and know, that, I don't want to anybody mention. to misconstrue what I'm saying. Right. I was opposed to them because I was a fucking knucklehead who thought they were taking my freedom away. Right. You know what I mean? Now... Like I said, I wasn't leaving my house in early recovery unless I was doing something recovery based. So you damn right, I was going to AA, NA, DAA, all the fucking yep. A's. They're yep. great. Yeah, um, there's so many of them now. Great. All the A's. They're great. They really yeah. are. And yeah, not everything there is for Dan Foley. Yep. It's not yep. all about me. It turns out I'm still yep. learning that, but I can yeah. take what's for me and leave the rest for someone else who needs it. And I sometimes I have to look really hard for it, but yeah. it's there. You know, if I go in thinking there's something here for me, I'll find it. If I go in thinking there's nothing here for me, yeah. you're right. There is nothing there for me. I don't want Because you're already closed-minded before exactly. you even walk in the door. Um, yeah. And that's what something smart told me. What I think affects the way I feel affects the way I act. It's very simple when you put it in those terms. Yeah. You know, if I think I'm a low-life piece of shit— I'm more likely to be a low life piece of shit. You yeah, know? And absolutely. Then I'm act and, you like know, that. I I think of that all the time. I talk about that all the time. It's the identity and whatever you think of yourself. Yeah, you know, I'm the type of person who does X. I'm the type of person who doesn't do Y. You know what I mean? And that's how you're gonna operate. And right. uh, you know, when it's when it's truly ingrained in you, when it's truly in your head yes. of who you are, like. I'm a type of person who only eats healthy, and I never go to that McDonald's stuff. I'm the type of person who just loves the taste of that McDonald's stuff, and I go every time. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's how you're going to go. It's how you're going to do it. It's all in the head. It's all in the brain. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I decided I need to treat my recovery like I treated my drug addiction. I never said no to a single drug unless I couldn't afford the cracks. I bought too much dope. That yeah, would be yeah, the yeah. only time. But <laughs> yeah, if it was offered, yeah. you're fucking right I was doing it. Yeah. So in recovery, it's I'm going to go to everything. I'm going to check everything out. Right, right. I completed an IOP. Um, I don't even want to say the facility. The director told me I had a 0% chance in recovery because I wasn't doing methadone, suboxone, or doing working the 12 steps. And I'd oh, like to think word. he did it to motivate me, but he almost yeah, motivated my possible. ass right into relapse yeah, but i that's... said eh, i can't tell him to fuck off right now what legs do i have to stand on yeah, i've been right. clean for like a minute and a half now <laughs> you know so i'm yeah. gonna come back in a year and tell him to fuck off and it motivated me i grad i've completed the iop and i immediately enrolled in another one that was a better match for me yeah it was more yeah. cbt rebt some of those what are all those letters CBT, yeah. <laughs> Cognitive behavioral therapy and rational yep. emotive behavioral therapy. Rational emotive? Yeah. All right. Um, it's basically just paying attention to what you're telling yourself, you know. Oh, self-talk. Yeah, I was taught all about that down in Florida, the program I went down in Florida. Yeah. Right. Self-talk, um, you know, creates your thoughts. Your thoughts create your emotions. Your emotions end up creating your actions. Exactly. A lot of times. So you, it's like a process. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's why you watch yourself talk. Because the next thing you know, you, you're talking yourself into a fucking Absolutely. shot of dope Absolutely. or a beer or something. Yeah. Right. And as addicts, I think we all have probably the worst habits when it comes to negative self-talk. Oh, yeah. Right. If oh, someone else isn't in? calling Absolutely. me a junkie piece of shit, I'm calling yeah. myself that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I if anyone else did the high. things to me right. that I've done to me, I, I'd kill them. 
but right. it was right. okay for me to do it to me. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. And, yeah. and the, the things that I've told myself about myself, <laughs> you know, Seriously. if someone, someone else said that, come on. Well, is it the thing that I've uh, learned recently uh, from Mike um, is that I don't have to identify myself as my thoughts. Yeah. I can just kind of listen to my thoughts and be like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let them go by, roll. You don't have to act on everything. You know, you, know, you, you just it's okay that I that that thought ran through my head, but I'm not going to go act on everything. Right. You know, I don't have to go. You know what I mean? I can just be the observer, just be here, be present, be okay with who I am. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. It's, it's very freeing. That's very nice. It's so freeing, but it's also a very difficult thing to come to realize. You know, oh, at least yeah. for me, it was because. Yeah. I was so used to my thoughts defining every action and oh, everything yeah. I did, you know. And, and, yeah, it was like thought go. Right. Like sometimes the thought wouldn't you even couldn't be even there. you couldn't even pro yeah, you couldn't even process it. Yeah. You know, before you were acting on it. Right. You know, like that friggin' Pavlov's dog or whatever it is. Yeah, right. You know, if yep. I do this, I get this. If I do this, I get this. I, you know? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Just thought action. Yeah. Nothing in between. Yeah. Right. And that's like when I said I left the Phoenix house and I was high before I got home. It didn't make sense to me. Learning the neurobiology that went on that day, that actually does make sense. I was on autopilot. My mm. brain made a decision to get high in a part that I don't have conscious thought. So mm. it started pumping endorphins. And you can't reverse that at that point. Your brain mm. is priming the pump for the shot, you know. And once right. you hit that point, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's scary to know that I have that in me to this day. Right. But at least now I'm aware of it, so I can combat that. Mm. You know, oh, dude. I remember it's when you think back. If you can really put yourself back into that mindset, you just know that you're. You just you know you're hopeless. You just you cannot. It's so big, and you are not capable of not doing it. Right. It's just so. Right powerful and you are so weak in comparison when you're in the throes of active addiction yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's uh it just when i can think back to that point it's like i just feel so bad for myself it's funny to say yeah but it's like oh my god i was just such a i was so wrapped up you know but I was like so gone. You, you saying that now and, and explaining that makes me think when i knew the guy was coming i felt better already right. oh yeah Somebody yeah. said it to me like, "Oh yeah, you start feeling better the minute you know you're gonna, you know." Yeah, or if it and gets I to said, my no, hand, I'm fucking dope sick till I get high. But then I thought about it like I can remember self kicking at home, sitting on the toilet, like crapping my brains out and saying, "Fuck this! Why am I doing this? I can go boost a car and get high right now." Yeah. And then calling my dude, and okay, I'll meet you in five minutes. So you know I'm sitting in my truck in Roxbury for a good hour waiting for him. Yeah. How come I'm not shitting anymore? I know, I know. That's what, like, oh my god, that's how powerful this thing yep. is. Like those endorphins were flowing in my brain. Yeah. As pissed off as I was at him for taking so long, my brain knew the end game. Oh yeah, you're so oh, mad, yeah. like motherfucker. As soon as he gets there, what's, what's up, up, bro? How you doing? <laughs> oh, kids, yeah. how are your three girlfriends that I'm yeah. paying for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kid finished college yet? Have yeah, I paid right? for that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Crazy. Right, but crazy. Yeah, for me, the way my brain works, learning the science behind it was really, really helpful. I spent a so lot you of found time something reading. that helped you put put it together. 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it, it made sense to you knowing the scientific basis of it. Right. Mm. Um, so. But that being said, I still like there's an NA meeting that I catch every Saturday. I yeah. Won't yeah. Miss right. It. You I mean, know what I, I mean? I don't know what works for me. So I try not to take anything out of it. I'm still figuring out mm. what's going to work for you know, me. We've, you know, we've, we've had some talks, you know yeah. what I mean? And I've done things that, you know, are not 12 step related at all. But right. they've helped me tremendously. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, it's just, I don't know what works. Right. You know, and I'm not, I try not to be closed-minded to anything. I try. I can be. Right, we're humans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody's, everybody's you know? human. But uh, I, I just, <clears throat> I, I keep trying, I keep trying to be spiritual. I keep trying yeah. to expand myself and uh, improve and, and, and be grateful. And I hold that gratitude. That's a huge part of my recovery. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. hold that gratitude every day. I, 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 I am gratitude. I am grateful in the morning. I'm grateful at night when I pray. You know, it's, it's just, uh, that's a huge, a huge thing for me. So how did you end up becoming a recovery coach? Um, through finding Smart Recovery, I found a meeting here at A New Way. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to the facilitator of that meeting about I, I tried going back to work as a marine technician, and my brain, I think, equated that job with getting high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I fought that fight in my head for a day and said it ain't worth it. Um, I remember it. Amazing, it the, isn't it? I called my mother, of all people, who's never seen a drug heavier than marijuana in her life, and said, Mom, I can't stop thinking about doing dope. First time mm. I ever picked up the phone before I got high. You yeah. know, and it That's was so amazing. freeing. Like, oh, my God. Just just sharing that thought. It's Getting such, it out of my it didn't head. Ha- it didn't have power over you. Right. Getting such it an out of my head and it saying happens, it to somebody it? like her just made it seem like such a stupid idea, right. too. And she said, go home. Why, why deal with that then you know and yeah. i took her advice i actually went and visited my aunt instead and had a great day and never went back to that job but i was trying to like find myself i guess yeah and matt suggested that i see if i could um find some work here at the recovery center so i came in and talked to warren and said you know i'm trying to figure things out and he said oh well home depot is always hiring i was like no no you don't get it dude. like i have a really good job i'm trying to find something more in this line where i could keep my recovery up front yeah we're not really hiring but the heart program starting up which was the recovery coaches in the emergency room who i work for now so i met with d the former assistant director and we hit it off and she's all excited i'm excited and then she asked how long i had been in recovery and i think i looked at my watch and said about three weeks <laughs> you know <laughs> and she was like uh oh yeah no <laughs> no and i was like yeah i thought it a little odd you would put me in the hospital with overdose victims <laughs> like <laughs> hey buddy what you, what's yeah. that in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> um, and I obviously I understood. I mean, yeah, safety, right, right. all that. Um, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to be able to start volunteering here, um, just sitting at the front desk, answering the phone, greeting people, and mm. um, they saw something in me that I I don't even know what they saw to this day. But they gave me the opportunity to take the training, and um, they ended up hiring me. Um, I think I was six months sober when I started. That's awesome. And that was over a year and a half ago, and it's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, hands down. Wow, that's fantastic. It's really changed my viewpoint on life, on people, everything. Oh, yeah. I think because I was so fresh in recovery and 
I wasn't like set in my ways. I'm still to this day finding my way. I think yeah. it really helps me embrace every path to recovery. When I meet somebody in the hospital, I'm like kicking my shoes off and putting theirs on. Like, where yeah. are they at yeah. right now? Right. How oh, do I yeah. get them from pre-contemplative to contemplative? You know, I'm not not going to solve somebody's addiction issue in the emergency room right you know right you're just trying to keep them alive right that's how i put it all the time like we're looking at a sucking chest wound how do we at least stop the bleeding today we'll worry about the infection tomorrow yeah right now let's stop the bleeding sometimes it's detox Mm. sometimes it's suboxone sometimes you know everybody's different yep right um but our program's great because we get to follow up with everybody and we can figure out longer term because my needs today are completely different than they were two years ago that's for damn sure you know and yeah yeah two weeks into your recovery your needs are completely different than they are when you first start the journey because you need to be physically detoxed before you can start working on your yep. mental problems yep. and um yeah so it's i love the program that the program seems to love me you know from yeah the that's feedback good i yeah. get um, nice very good and yeah it feels so you're like, you're like trenches front lines yeah yeah you know? and that's yeah. where i prefer to be yeah you know i, right. I really do at least for now i don't know what the future is going to bring right. but right um it's been a really fun ride so far like this recovery thing i didn't realize how much i love to help people when you find something you love doing it's not really like work it, I, yeah. I, we've all heard that. Yeah, you we've know? heard it a million right. times. And I thought it was the biggest crock of shit ever. <laughs> and now right. I'm that corny bastard telling people that. Yep. You know, I don't like. I probably I'm on the schedule close to sixty hours most weeks. Yeah. But I don't feel like I work a minute. Right. Every right. day wow. on my days off, I'm working still because my phone rings and somebody's looking for this, or yep. they just call to thank me, whatever. But. How does that that's feel like great. work? It doesn't, wow. you know? Yeah, that's cool. That's um, that's fantastic. And I always think back to that morning trying to find a detox bed for myself yeah. and how disheartening yeah. that was. And so I make sure I try to make the experience as enjoyable if possible for yeah. the person as possible. Like so I it, sit there if, and make those calls and use humor and yeah. like if someone's out there right now, say and, and they were looking for a bed, what would you what would your suggestions be? Um, well, it's a little at the time. Of, I I understand the time of the night. Yeah, you know, be persistent. Yeah, you know. Um, there you go. Call them even if they sound like they're pissed off. Um, yeah. try to make them laugh. Any helps. any uh any numbers? Make that who laugh? Could call? The people who answer the phone. Uh, they could always call the helpline in Massachusetts one eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty. Um, it's a service. It's free. They can connect you to. They'll let you know what detoxes or facilities take your insurance. We'll be, um, we'll be ending in a minute or so. Yeah, um, but there is. You know, there are resources available. The helpline's mm-hmm. the first one I go to when I'm struggling to find somebody the right yeah. connection. Helpline, yeah. Yeah, the Massachusetts State Helpline. They're, they're phenomenal over there. They can not just detox as any type of right, service. Right. Um, they can let you know who's reported available CSS beds or awesome. anything, cool. really. Very good. Nice. So. All right. All right. I think, uh, yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah, we went, we went. We went there. Awesome. All, All right. right. It was another good one. <laughs> Definitely good to have you on. It was good yeah. to be here, man. Thanks I, a lot. I appreciate appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah. It's, uh, All right. All right. LOLterms.com. Yep. The Facebook group is The Life on Life's Terms Podcast. 
Um, and please subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play, which you can do by going to the site, lolterms.com. Yep. Check All it right. out. Thank Check you. It out. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Okay.